Hello, and welcome to the Midweeks with Pastor Rob. We're going to continue our series by faith and looking at the life of Moses. And I'm going to read beginning in verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. This is a bit of a complicated passage in one sense. Um, there is some disagreement about what it meant, when it, what it means when it says that Moses didn't fear the king. And the, the big disagreement is whether or not he, that time is talking about when Moses killed the Egyptian and then fled to Midian, or if this is Moses leading the Exodus. Um, for a long time, I was really puzzled by this description of Moses because I thought to myself, I thought Moses fled to Midian because he was afraid of the king. You know, he killed the Egyptian and then he found out that people heard about it and he was afraid. And so when the king, Pharaoh heard about it, he ran away. So being one that likes to uh, figure out what the scripture means and not make it conflict with itself, I, I tend to go with that this is a description of Moses beginning to lead the Exodus. And uh, I don't have any problem with the fact that it doesn't mention the word Exodus there. This is a very selective description of Moses's life. And you can tell by the fact that it says that he considered the reproach of Christ of greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, that, you know, he's he's doing more than just giving us factual stuff, because obviously Moses didn't know about the Christ in particular. He's a type, he's a foreshadow of what's going on. So it's a bit of a stylized description. So I have no problem that the description of the Exodus is described the way it is. It's just said, it, you know, here's Moses not being afraid of Pharaoh, and he's leaving with the Israelites. And so I, that's where I come down on it, and I think that's a, a fair and a fine reading of the scripture. But this is the thing that that the author of Hebrews wants to highlight from Moses' life. He grew up in Pharaoh's household. He grew up with massive privilege, massive wealth, massive servanthood. Um, he could have just lived one of the best lives available at that time. Honor, power, prestige. You know, there's a tradition among the rabbis that Moses was super well-educated and that he'd actually led some military expeditions. And that's where he got, you know, his his first wife that is mentioned later on in the book of um, Exodus, I think it is. And uh, so there's there's more stuff happened to Moses than is obviously mentioned in the Bible because he kind of just this one minute he's in Pharaoh's household and the next minute he's grown up and and but the thing that is highlighted by scripture is that he identified himself with the Israelites. He had every reason to just forget that he was part of these slave people and to just enjoy the pleasures of being an Egyptian prince. But that life would have meant rejecting who he was and rejecting the Lord because he would have grown up in a house full of idols and in a house that worshipped Pharaoh as a god. And so um, the author of Hebrews looks at this and says, Moses made a choice to say, no, I am one of God's people. And he tried to protect 
a Hebrew from an Egyptian and end up killing the Egyptian, which is not a high point in his life and is, is definitely morally ambiguous at the best. But he was saying through these actions, look, I'm a Hebrew first. I'm one of God's peoples first. And so the author of Hebrews, looking at what Moses does here, says, you know, Moses has made a decision about who he is, and he's willing to give up Egypt in order to walk by the promises of God and to believe the promises of God. And so he makes this kind of Christianized evaluation of Moses's decision. He says he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. And so what he's seeing going on in Moses somewhere is that the reason he's identifying with with the Hebrews isn't so much, you know, just about blood or race or something like we might just assume because of our cultural and our history stuff. He's he's seeing that the reason Moses identified with the Hebrews because was because of the promise of God. It was because of the promise of God. You know, God's people were the ones that had the promise that the living God was going to give them a home and to bless them. And Moses hearing this, more than just the, who's my family, he could have just gone with Pharaoh. He was only three months old when he was adopted. But he knew that there was a people in his land who had the promise of God with them and the blessing of God with them. And so this is what he was choosing to identify with, even though he really bumbled into it. And so the author of Hebrews is challenging his readers and calling his readers to say, okay, forget about the prestige, forget about the power, forget about who's in charge right now. Where is the blessing of God and where are the rewards of God coming to? And the blessing of God is in Christ. And the reward of God is coming to those who follow Christ. So be like Moses, be willing to lose whatever you need to lose in order to be where God is blessing and to have the reward of God, to have the riches of Christ. This is the big exhortation. Do whatever you need to do to have the riches of Christ because they are a greater wealth than anything this world has to offer. It's, it's a huge exhortation. It's very simple for us too. You know, we don't have to do much from there just to be impacted. We need to do whatever it takes to have the riches of Christ. Christ is such a treasure. His righteousness, his love, his lordship. Oh, do you love the lordship of Jesus to know that no matter what's happening, you have a Lord, you have a ruler, you have a God who is for you and loves you and has a purpose and a plan. You have this great treasure. You have this promise of his presence. You have the promise of his praise. You have the promise of Christ. And this is the greatest treasure a human being can have in this world. I've been realized lately, and I've been telling people, you know, with all the worries and the insecurities you can have in life and wanting position and power and influence and praise, there is nothing that can happen to a human being more honoring than having the living God give you his son through the sacrifice of the cross and to fill you with the Holy Spirit. There's nothing God can do in this life to honor and bless you more than to give you his son Jesus to apply his shed blood over you for the forgiveness of sin and then to fill you 
with the Spirit and to make you his own temple, there is nothing, 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 no power, no privilege, no amount of money, no precious thing that comes even close to the honor and the wealth of being a Christian and to have God give to you his Son and his Spirit. It's the greatest thing that can happen in life and it lasts forever. Even death can't stop unity with Christ and being controlled and led by the Spirit. Nothing can stop that. So the author of Hebrews is saying, Moses went through something like we go through, where we have to make decisions. Am I going to be rich in the treasures of Christ? Or am I going to be led astray and tempted by the fleeting pleasures of Egypt, the fleeting pleasures of Canada, the fleeting pleasures of cash, the fleeting pleasures of whatever it is that gets in the way of Christ? It's a great question, and it's a wonderful question. And then there's this kind of progression where it says Moses thought Jesus was more important than the treasures of Egypt, and so he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, but instead looking to the invisible God. And so this is, again, he's seeing a type of what we go through in the life of Moses, where we too, in many ways, will have to leave things relationships, places, we have to be willing to leave, not being afraid of a revenge against us, but instead being encouraged by the word of God, even though it's a God we can't see with our eyes, being encouraged by the gospel of Jesus Christ, even though it's a Christ that we can't see with our eyes, being empowered by the presence of the Holy Spirit, even though it's a spirit we can't see with our eyes. So this is the exhortation today treasure Christ and do not be afraid to lose in order to have him. Be blessed.